0: Okay, Queeros, Cami here. Well, listen, I don't know what to say. I've got some tour dates coming up. Well, though, that's, I did know what to say. That's what I meant to say, is that I have tour dates coming up. August 15th in Los Angeles at Dynasty Typewriter. In Brooklyn at the Bell House, I will be there August 26th and 27th. I will be in Philadelphia at Helium Comedy Club, September 3rd through 5th. I will be in Portland, Oregon, September 15th at Mississippi Studios. And I will be in Salt Lake City, October 14th at Wise Guys Comedy, which actually is like a a very fun place to perform. I really loved the last time I was there. So do you live in Los Angeles or Brooklyn or Philadelphia? Or honestly, you could also live in like Manhattan. Like, let's be real. Or do you live in Philadelphia or do you live in Portland or Salt Lake City? Or do you want to drive to any of those places? Um, Do you want to wear your mask and come see some laughs? Have, you'll be have some laughs you don't have to see the laughs um well then you should go to Cameron com slash tour hyphen dates you can go to any of my socials and click through in the bio and buy some tickets I can't believe I'm going to be performing in multiple places this is extremely fun I let's make sure that it is a good time by buying tickets shall we yes we shall hey today on The podcast, Jonathan Bennett, maybe you know him as Aaron Samuels in Mean Girls. I certainly do. Um, Jonathan Bennett is on the show along with his fiance, James Vaughn. Now, they have a ring that they designed that that you can buy from K Jewelers. This is actually, like, super cool. They sort of talk about this on the podcast, but something I did like about what, what this... So, it's a ring for... Uh, same-sex couples to be engaged. And specifically, I think they are they initially meant for it to be a men's engagement ring. Um, and I think what's cool about it that they sort of said is that, you know, K is one of those brands that's, like, recognizable from commercials throughout the country. And, you know, when I think about queer, where I want to put my money to, you know, to feel like as a queer person I'm accepted, I often am going with, like, local places, you know. But I live in Los Angeles, so, like, yeah, there's like literally a queer gym here. You know, there's a queer everything. But there are a lot of people who don't live in areas where they feel like there is access to something like a, a ring, you know, a ring to to celebrate an engagement. So I think this was a very cool idea, and you can hear more about it in the show. Also, um, please enjoy this episode and please come see me on tour. guests introduce themselves. Would you introduce yourselves?
1: Sure. I'm Jonathan Bennett and this is my fiance. Say your name, babe.
2: James Vaughn. No, but say it like that.
1: Say it without breathing out so they can hear your name. What is your name, babe? (laughs) I'm James Vaughn. There we go. So far, it's going great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is going great. This is ideal Um, (laughs) uh, because I'm really I feel like I'm really capturing something. Of your <laughs> dynamic and the the reality between the two, you are engaged. You are engaged.
1: We are engaged. He uh, loves saying. I that. I love that joke because we're gay and we're engaged. Right. Baby, sure. Mm-hmm. So we're engaged. Mm-hmm. Let me explain the joke for you in case you didn't get it.
0: I so I got it. okay. A, oh, you got there's it. Okay. A y good, in good. 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 Got it. Okay. Very good. Very good. nailed. I I follow. Nailed
1: it. Very good. Yeah,
0: Jonathan, you have had kind of a big year. It feels like to me, I'm just an outsider looking at your life. Does that feel true to you?
1: Yeah. I mean, this has been, you know, it's not only a big year, but super special year. Like, it's just been, there's so many groundbreaking things that have happened in the past year with us and with just queer visibility in the media. And it's been such a, it's almost like when it rains, it pours. Like, we didn't set out to do any of this. these things, but all of a sudden, things started happening, and it's kind of snowballed into this movement that we're just so proud of.
0: Yeah, you want to tell me a little bit more about that, about some things that happened for
1: you this year? Yeah, um, well, I think it started, well, it started with our engagement. Um, it's It started with our engagement in November. Um, I am so sorry. And, and, how, did,
0: and with, how did that happen?
1: Well... When two people love each other very much, they, one of yep. them mm-hmm, one of them decides to ask the other person to spend the rest of their life with that's them. That's so not James, necessarily
0: how it happens, by the way. That just FYI, how it happened for me in my second marriage is that my spouse walked in on me looking at rings and we, because I'm unchill all the time, she saw what was going on and then we decided to propose to each other. So I just want to say, okay, not that's necessarily true... That somebody has a giant plan. It can also be.
1: However, it is true bumbling. that you both loved each other very much. So that, it that always one is starts true. with that. Yep, we always yep. start at the beginning. Uh huh. Yeah. And so we got engaged, and then after that, we did uh, a, a month. I, th- I think less than a month after our engagement, uh, I was the first same-sex couple in and same-sex kiss in a Hallmark Christmas movie which was a huge deal and so exciting and such it a, is a huge proud deal. moment for the community. and such a, and the story, the way they told the story I thought was absolutely perfect. And they just did everything right. And then on top of that, we, we well, let me back you up real quick first, my baby, I think that whole week of his life was a blur because it was all one week.
2: Oh, it was so the same week, right? It was the same week. I had planned to propose to him during that week. I didn't realize that's when the Hallmark movie was going to air and it was going to be the first same-sex storyline on a Hallmark wow. movie with a kissing, And so I was like, oh, no, I don't want to step on my baby's moment of that happening with Hallmark. So I had to figure out the schedule. So I'm like coordinating with the publicist for Hallmark. I'm like, I need to know exactly when this is happening, when you have press for that, because I want none of this to bleed into that. So I actually ended up proposing after that movie. So the movie came out. It's, oh, really? Yeah, the movie came out. And then I waited four days. So all That's of right. that died down. And then I proposed when I originally was going to propose on the Saturday, I ended up proposing on like a Wednesday because so I want to make sure you had that moment.
0: See, well, wanted, and this is why I'm marrying him. I want to break that down a little bit. Um, that, it is a huge deal that first of all, my mom, I got a, I did get a text. I did receive a text from my mother about mm-hmm. your movie. Um, really? She was very excited. Yes. Yeah. She was very excited. Um, I actually, I love, hallmark and also maybe I can't and other even other holiday movies I think channels are, that I, we
1: don't speak ch- of right? channels mm-hmm. that we speak um
0: I love those movies I think that they are the the like perfect escapist um you know I love the sweetness I love the like confusion I love the jobs that people have one mm-hmm. of my favorites one of my favorite of these is one that was called Ice Sculpture Christmas. What was it about? People coming together via ice sculpture. You know, it's right. like it's so there's the title. It's really become a, lot. a trend uh-huh. yeah.
1: with ice sculpting, meaning uh-huh. it's been a huge yeah, trend. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it started so with this movie. Sense.
0: They like tapped into the future, you know, and that's really why that's mm-hmm. trending on TikTok constantly. <laughs> um, trend
1: setting network yeah um um, yeah the the movies are great
0: right these are yes i think they're they're really fun and my mom loves them also um and my mom was very excited about
1: what was she excited about the fact that you were going to finally see a gay storyline with two people and see see that representation
0: yeah exactly like my my mom lives my folks live um in their suburbs of chicago and very
1: joe biden of you by the way just now my folks because when oh. we met Joe Biden, he walked in. And the first thing he said was, hey, folks, it's Joe Biden. And I now every that's time I a, I listen, that's great, what he says. Folks, it's a great
0: gender neutral. I would really recommend it. Yes. Yeah. Hey, folks,
1: that and y'all.
2: But you got to have the accent to be to pull off y'all mm-hmm.
0: or lean in hard and and accept that you're making the choice to be inclusive and and the self judgment can wean. Wayne. There you go. We, yeah, we yeah. is not it. It's y'all, Wayne. Over y'all. time. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, but yeah, my <laughs> folks away. live in the suburbs, and my mom is, you know, it was it was hard on my parents. My parents had a very hard time with my coming out 20 years ago. And um I think now, you know, in the time since then, my mom is she's a huge ally. Like she put an allied she put an, an an ally pride flag in their front window this year, which, like, oh, I literally do not even know how she knew to find that, where she got it. Like, I didn't even know that an ally flag exists, but it totally does. It's like an A with a rainbow around it. Anyway, anyway, she's trying very hard always to be an ally, but she lives in a community where there aren't a lot of queer people. So it's like this thing of when she has a way to connect with the community, she gets very excited You know, like she, I have like a book club that I that I like where I recommend books. She like buys the books and reads them. She's she is a Patreon patron of this podcast. It's just like (laughs) she's just like she's trying so hard, absent a sort of community of her own because there just aren't a lot of out queer folks or friends of hers that have queer kids. There's a few. So anyway, you're I I say I tell this whole long story because I think that's kind of exactly who a group of people that this film may have been targeted at. You know right. exactly it, my mom.
1: It was. And it's exactly that was exactly the point and you're exactly dead on. It was called The Christmas House. And what was so special about it, and I thought what they did so what they did such a great job of is not making it a story about coming out, not making it a story about gay, not making it a story about family acceptance of gay people. None of those themes were in this movie. You just pick up into in a family's life and drop in on a family right before Christmas and things are happening. The straight brother happens to be coming home and single, looking for love. The other brother, my character, happens to be married to a man happily and waiting to adopt, waiting to find out if, adopt, if their adoption goes through for their baby. And the parents seem, are going through some turmoil and a possible separation. So, this is what real life looks like. This is what a real family looks like in 2021. You know, things that happen, things that. Could happen a lot of things for people to relate to. And I think not touching on anything with acceptance or coming out was so smart because what it did was for people that already are on board with the queer community and already allies and advocates for it that aren't queer, but that, you know, are complete supporters, it let them feel seen. And I think families feel seen. And I think Mm -hmm. for the people that aren't, that maybe aren't super, you know, queer supporters or super gay support, whatever you want to call it. I don't want to say anti, but people that are just, you know, not really into the whole family and, you know, maybe not so supportive. It gave them an inside to a family with two parents who were just super loving of their gay son and his husband and their new baby. And it was just simple, like, oh, yeah. And that one's this son is straight and he's single and this son's gay and he has a husband and they're adopting a baby and here's our parents and we love them. And we're going to go decorate the Christmas tree now. Bye. Like, it was just so simple for people to digest. And I think when you make it really easy and you don't make a big deal of it, it helps people who might be not so supportive digest it simpler. And it helps them go, oh, okay, well, like, let's say I'm just some asshole that is, you know, anti, you know, anti LGBTQ plus. They're having a moment where they go, oh, is that all it is? Okay, maybe. Hmm. Okay. And it just takes down, tears one little layer of the onion away. And then it goes, oh, okay. They're just a family.
0: Yeah. How did, what did you hear from folks? Who did, first of all, who did you hear from in your life? Every single person you've ever met. That's
1: every, every question. person I've ever met. James will tell you every person I've ever met. Every person James has ever met <laughs> called us and we're like, oh my God. And I was, I said, well, you know, we did it. We made the Yuletide gay. And that was one of my goals. And so Um, we, I mean, we heard from everybody and there was so much support. And then there were a ton of, you know, people that were just pieces of shit that were just outside of our world that, you know, of course, come after us and send you death threats and tell you how awful you are and tell you to burn in hell and that we don't want to see that. And I'm looking at some of their photos. I'm like, I don't want to see that. Um, and I was, was
0: it was was that level.
1: It was the, Oh, death, death death threats, just, just absolute complete and utter bigotry. And I think like as members of the queer community, like it
2: just, it's terrible, but that kind of comes with the territory. We got engaged and got death threats. We were on the cover of the not wedding magazine and got death threats. It's just, it's so sad that there's people that just don't have enough love in their hearts to be able to just see love and accept it. But that's the whole reason in doing all of this stuff. It's like Jonathan said, we like slowly peel away a layer of the onion. I saw it with my family. My family, God bless them, just like really, really just like stone ages, not supportive of the community, none of that, and kind of the other extreme. And then they saw me come out, me being a loving relationship, me happy, and it just started to click for them. Oh, wait, this is love. Oh, it's just not love like I thought love was. Now it's opening my mind to see that there's this love, too. And it's all love. And they, they slowly, you talk about your mom trying to find places to find support. My brother and his wife, we're kind of a similar situation in Virginia. And they will seek out drag brunches, pride events,
1: whatever they can find. Gay, they smart. will find a gay bar. If it's in a small town, they'll find it. just I, so they can I go can't go even find it. it.
2: They're like the best allies in the world. And it's something that they learned to be just because they saw love. They were exposed to love and then went, oh,
1: it's just love. Got it. Love, love. And so I think it's okay for us because for us, it's obviously it's hard for us to see that, but I'm glad it's us. I'm glad it's me. I'm like, come at me, come at me, like come at me and James. If you're going to be that much of a loser and you need to like tell someone how awful they are, come at us because we can handle it. We're big boys. We've been in show business for 20 years. You're not going to like upset me. You're not going to rile me. I I'm going to let it roll off my back because I've been in it where someone that might be younger and in show business a lot less for a lot less time might not be able to handle that criticism. It might really get to them, but honey, I've been around Hollywood for 20 years. You're not going to like upset me. And so I was glad it was us because I knew the first one they did for, you know, for Hallmark, especially it was going to get the most response. And so I was proud to not only do it, But stand there as a shield with my shields up and, you know, take the hits. Because I was like, I knew what I was doing it for. I was doing it for the people after me. And when you look at the people that are saying this negative stuff, it's them. Like, it's always them.
2: It always comes from a dark place in them. It comes from a place of sadness in them. And so I just kind of always just look at it like, "Mm." You feel better? You got that off your chest? All right, block a button. Cool. Moving on. Hope you find your peace and happiness because we found ours, so we're going to celebrate it. He's
1: much right. nicer about that. I'm like, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> well,
0: you know, I also think some of the stuff that y'all are talking about is, um, you know, not necessarily true for everyone. And um, so somebody who has a, visib- a job that includes visibility, I'd sort of put that person, like any of us. I think about like Lil Nas X, like that person is like having a, a moment of um, a lot of visibility and clearly a lot of feedback. Um, Huge fan, by mm-hmm. the
1: way. Huge Huge yeah, fan we're obsessed. obsessed.
0: Totally. Everything. What's not to love?
1: Like, yeah. Can you imagine amazing. when we were younger, if you saw a Lil Nas X, you'd be like, what is happening?
0: No, I. it's, it's I mean, I still so feel rad. that way now. <laughs> so but, but right, um, right. But I but I think that also some of what you're saying, I don't know. I'm curious as to you know. I'd love to hear from listeners because some of what you're saying might also surprise even people within our community because I don't know that everybody. It, I think it, I think a lot of things. There are a lot of factors. Like what what do you do for a living? Where do you live? What's like who uh-huh. are you interacting with on a daily basis? Because I don't know that every person is currently getting death threats. I think there's I think there's a what has happened. For me, and this is just like a perception, and it's based on, you know, the touring that I do and all this stuff. But it it feels like queer people are having just a lot of different experiences based on a bunch of different factors. And then I also think that straight folks um, think a lot of this stuff is behind us. The, like, death threat times are behind us. Mm -hmm. And I think for some of us, I think for some people they really are. I think for some people it's like the fight is different now, like, about you know, um, gender presentation or about like, I think, I think that there's just, you know, or or about self-love or I think there's, I think that there are a lot of different fights going on. And it is interesting to me because what you're talking about is also like, but when you're breaking into a Hallmark channel audience, Mm -hmm. that is sort of far away from, um, it feels like the Yeah, it feels like the op exactly. So while while straight America is now watching Queens to a degree that they've never watched before, like there's sort of a there's a switch of context. I think is what I'm wanting to hit it. You know, hit it on the head.
1: Yeah, you've actually you're exactly right, and I think James and I say this all the time. The people that watch RuPaul. For for the most part, not everybody, the people that are the RuPaul's fans, that are the Todrick Hall fans. Oh, that's the thing. RuPaul fans, Todrick Hall fans. The people that are in that zone and that watch it and can tell you the name of one queen. The people, and this is middle America watching, right? Not just, you know, we're not just the coast. It's all of VH1. Everyone's watching. Like the people that are obsessed with RuPaul and watch it. We already have in our camp. Right, they're already ninety nine percent of the time. We can just go ahead and assume they probably are supportive of the queer community. They probably aren't completely anti the queer community if they're watching RuPaul, right? So we already have those people. Who we don't have are, you know, the Karens that are watching Hallmark. That we don't have all of those yet. So what I think is so important and what we're what we've kind of strived to done not only with Hallmark but what I want to get into right now, which is the cover of the Not Magazine. We've taken. James and I have taken a stance in these areas where we aren't the norm. We aren't the uh, baseline of what they're used to watching.
0: Yes. I also want to mention that all of these things and a little less. with I mean, I don't know. Somebody has these numbers published, but it's just not me. But all of these things are also... Um, like arenas that are populated by a ton of straight women. And I Mm -hmm. think that's an interesting thing to think about too, because a lot of times when we talk, I think sort of broadly about homophobia, it's embodied by like a cis straight dude who's like a senator or a, you know, pastor of some homophobic church. Like, I think it's often embodied as the homophobic guy. Um, I think that that's who we really see. And it's interesting to think about like, I'm just going to make a wild guess that most of the readers of The Knot are not um, cis dudes. I'm just going to make a wild guess that right. most of the people who watch <laughs> the Hallmark Channel are not cis dudes. And so it's it's interesting to also think about, you know, this is something that I don't know that we talk about are, you know, these women who um, whose minds should be and, and hopefully will be changed. Because I think so much focus is put on men. I mean, I think that's because of violence and it's like why we uh, uh, center on changing the hearts and minds of men and and also because of who has been historically elected to government and can make laws that affect all of us. But like these women that read the knots, like that is a community of people we haven't even talked about changing their minds, I think. I mean, yes, there's like the Karen right. emergence of the last 18 months, but um, that feels like white you know white women or women in general needing to change that's like a newer
1: yeah
0: uh thing we're talking about
1: in culture it's about exposure right well yeah it's i i always
2: say like ignorance isn't necessarily a bad word ignorant just means maybe you haven't been exposed to you're not an asshole if you haven't been (laughs) exposed to it and you have a feeling but you're an asshole if you have then been exposed to it. So you're now educated and then you're still being a jerk. Then you're an asshole, right? It's, it's like, so ignorance isn't a bad word. Like ignorance is, it's okay, but like open your mind, expand your mind, like, like like learn about things and don't be ignorant so much. And that's just what we're trying to do with these opportunities we've been given is utilize these platforms to just expose more people. And if it is just that maybe we end up exposing more women than men or whatever. It's still a heart in mind that we exposed it to. And we helped unleash them from their ignorance and hopefully give them an opportunity. Like I saw, like I can always go back to my family because I saw what happened with my family. Like I saw it. That's my, that's my case study, you know? And I saw them being exposed to queer love and, and, and it, and it clicking for most of them, you know? And so I'm like, this can happen for a lot more people in the world. We just have to continue to expose them to stuff. Like we talked about earlier, Lil Nas X, like, 20 years ago. And I was trying to like break into the music industry and get a record deal. And everyone's just like, can't be gay. Can't be gay. Can't be gay. Can't be gay. Nothing. I'm like, I wanted to push it so hard. Like I was like, why can't I be dancing on stage with dudes? Like there I end up, what I end up doing going to like the gay clubs in Vegas and performing there. And that was my outlet to get to do what's happening now. Like, because no one was pushing like Lil Nas is doing now. Lil Nas is pushing. And by doing that, he's opening that door so much. So if you, then go to where we are, which is like the wedding space right now. We're trying to push there, not just because we want to be like, oh, look at us, look what we're doing, but to be like, okay, let's push this. Let's change some hearts and minds. And then boom, the door is open. So more and more queer couples and queer people in love can do this.
1: And tell them the story about, uh, James, about being like 16 or being younger and like seeing the not cover in the store. like It's not just about changing the hearts and minds of people that, we need to change. It's also about representation for the little queer Jonathan and Jameses and all of us that are in Michigan who are 15 years old, you know, and trying to figure out who they are and they might have parents that aren't so supportive or whatever. You were talking about that in the store. What do it feel like, right?
2: Well, yeah, no, we, were, um, we were in Target Now I like, had a moment. <laughs> I was like, baby, look at that magazine cover. Like, the, the, Can you imagine being at the store with your mom? Like My mom, who told me when I was a kid, like, you better not be gay like the, the the what that does to you right and and just all the self hate and hurt that you're living with and and then to be in a store and see two guys in love on a magazine cover about to get married. That would have been so much hope. The first time I saw two guys kissing was a piece of hate mail that came to the house when I was a kid. That was somebody running for office. I was like, do you want to see this in the streets? And I was like, well, yeah, I do. Actually, that's what I want to see. (laughs) Because this actually just made me feel normal. And that was the first time like a piece of hate mail gave me hope. So like now here we are on this, like cover this wedding magazine. It's like not to keep going back to Lil Nas X, but I just saw a quote he said about his latest video where he was like, do it for who you needed when you were younger. And and sure. it's so true, and that's what I think. So many of us queer people are doing because we want to just change it for that younger us, so we don't have to. They don't have to go well, what we Right.
0: I mean, I hear you. I also I would just want to mark that uh, when we were all fifteen, that would have also been illegal. So that's just like a nice yeah, that's thing true. to remember.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. I know. Right. So that like progress.
0: that's that is also how much things have changed. James, you were talking a little bit about um, being discouraged early on from being yourself. And I am curious, Jonathan, if that is true for you, if you were discouraged from since since now, you know, you're in this moment of sharing your personal Mm -hmm. life as a way of creating social change. Mm -hmm. Was there a moment where you were actively discouraged from
1: from talking about Mm -hmm. who you are? not only was I actively discouraged, I wasn't allowed to 100%. Um, and I'm not just sharing my life openly because I want to encourage other people. I'm sharing my life openly because I need to do it for me to heal. Yeah, I need yeah. to make yes. up for yes. Thank so you for saying much that. Absolutely. lost time of, I mean, you know, it's hard because yeah, I mean, I, there is a there is a young generation of 20, 21-year-old, 18-year-old queer people who just don't understand. <laughs> and it's such it's so frustrating sometimes because you'll see comments on social media and they're like, "Well, why can't you be gay?" and I'm like, "Oh, honey, you have no idea what you're talking about first of all." Like to be a gay person in Hollywood in 1999 it was unheard of. Like you, you just don't, it's, it's just not an option. And it, it, this is before Ryan Murphy. This is before glee. This is before will and grace. Like the things that like fundamentally changed what was acceptable, not only on, but off screen, it was a different world. It just was. And mm-hmm. I remember the first, I was on, I was on, I was a closeted gay kid in Ohio. I finally came out to my friends, my parents moved to New York Got my first job. I was on all my children. And it was a soap opera with Kelly Rippa was playing my sister, and it was I, I had made it. I had arrived. And I remember going out to a thing called Tiger Heat, which was in the lower east side of the village. And you would go on Thursday night. Amazing nights, name, by the way. It was just amazing 18 name. and over. But wait a minute, let, let me talk you through this. I Continue. hope anyone yeah, listening to me is over the age heat. of 30. If someone, because it was when Britney, Backstreet, sync and Christina were all at their prime. What a time, uh-huh. to, be what a sure. time to be alive. And yep. the kids these days, they don't know music. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but, but this is how gay and this yes, is how pop culture it was. They played Britney Spears's Pepsi commercial. As a dance track in the club, yeah, yes, <laughs> like that was one of the songs the DJ just played, and we danced and did the choreography to it. That was life. That was it. And I was like, you know, the K kid from Ohio. It was two thousand, I think, at the time. I was just living my life. I was like, you can't tell me nothing. And then they did tell me something. I I remember specifically there was a publicist that worked for the network and they pulled me in their office and they said, Hey, you were at tiger heat last night. And I said, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> Did you go? <laughs> and he goes, no, uh, uh, I didn't go, but you can't go either. And I said, why? He's like, well, you, you can't be gay. You can't, that's not an option. And I go, what do you mean? And I, he said, you can't, you can't do that. You can't go to Giga bars anymore. And I remember just it hitting me. Oh my God, this is the real thing. Like you can't do this. And When you have your whole life that you've worked for, which is, I want to be an actor. That's all i wanted to be since I was two years old. I wanted to be on TV and in movies and telling stories, and I had arrived. I had made it. My dream since I was a little kid came true. I'm on TV. I did it, Mom. Like, we did it. And then that dream is threatened by the fact that you will lose it all if people find out who you are, right. what do you do? It's so easy to be a you know young queer person now and say, "Well, you tell them to you know screw off." Like you're going to live your life. No, shut up. You, we could. It's not the same now that it was in 1999. It just isn't. It's a different world. And when your whole dream is threatened to be removed from you, it's a you you ha, you make the choice to go into hiding and just not not tell not not I don't want to say go into hiding just not share all of you with the world
0: right I mean I guess I guess something that strikes me as being also fairly specific for you and please correct me if I'm wrong um is that the type of role that you were playing exactly was also a heart
1: leading man leading man
0: Right. Yeah, and like a hot... And there were so, no gay so that leading person, men. And yeah, and yes. that, so, so I think maybe, you know, I imagine like some different latitude being allowed. Not that people were like, okay, with Tiger Heat, but some different latitude being allowed if you were, say, like... A banker. Comedic character actor guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but because the whole point is of appeal to is, the opposite yes, sex. Yes.
1: You're, absolutely then that's right. You're a absolutely different right.
0: thing. And and I think it's you know, I think that's also true for for any women or like folks who now identify as non binary that were like in that category. That's a very specific category of folks absolutely person my in Hollywood is, too.
1: Yes. I'm only speaking from my experience, right? I'm not generalizing any gay people in Hollywood. This is me Oh no, being I a know. 20, yeah, I think it just being sounds a leading hard, man I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. It it was it was tough because your only job was to get girls to want to like they want to make out you with in your lockers. you. Yeah, you have to be yeah, you have to and be so in that's your job. And uh, so a picture
0: of you in exactly.
1: Uh, yeah, um, that was called uh Tiger Bop magazine, and yes, I was actually in that. Tiger Bop. Uh, Tiger Tiger Beat. Sorry, but there it was um, because Mag- like
0: that was the back, back of my door mm-hmm. growing up. The back of my door growing up was look. She was confused. The back of door. Ah! I got, I got all those magazines, all of them, all of them. And mm-hmm. I would take, and if it was like a guy, I don't think you were, you, We were, we're too close in age, but it was yeah. people that were like a little older. And anyway, I would cut out their heads, just their heads. It's like a, it's just, anyway, if you shut my, my door on my bedroom growing up, my <laughs> door to my bedroom, the whole back of it was just heads of men, like right. the kind of thing where
1: you're like, in, he has a nice space.
0: It, it, like, it just was somebody who, she's like, is this it? You know, but, but if it's a, in like a Silence of the Lambs prequel, it's like, oh, like something mm-hmm. like this person has murdered lots of people. You can tell by the number right. of heads that they right. have to split yep. on the back
1: of their door. I can't wait. To, I time, can't wait to play you yeah. one day in a movie. Yes. Um, it's it's going to be good. But I'm going to have your hair and everything.
0: Made a lot of sense. Um, well, so that does sound, um. The reason the reason I said the specificity again is not to say like oh it doesn't sound like that applied to other people but more so just to say that like we didn't the idea that somebody could be appealing to, like as a queer person like that like mm-hmm. like this is something I
1: have you spent weren't a, lot a joke of time. you weren't the you weren't a character of a person you weren't a, he, we always say yes. this like send in the clowns you weren't yes. a clown you were a right. person who was you know, by the broad strokes considered attractive and had sex appeal that appealed to millions of people. If that's a different ball game than someone who is a character actor that is sent in to be a clown and that have characters that were written that were almost uh, caricatures of a human.
0: Sure. And also, I mean, I think we're, we're often unsexed, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's the part of me that thinks that there are a lot of There's a lot of Hollywood that like, for instance, if you're a guy, you know, this is I mean, this is like my stand up from 10 years ago. But it's like if you're a guy and you're not finding me attractive, like if you're not into me um, and you're like a cis dude, then like great news because you're like totally not my target demo. Like it's like it means it's working. (laughs) It's like it's like a mate like. Fantastic! Like I've achieved all of my goals, and I think that that <laughs> confusion mm-hmm. is also like the the idea that there could be a heart heartthrob who's out, and that like people um who are queer are into that person, and that anybody also gets to be into that person. Like we just we're still not even we're still not there, you know. Like we're still mm-hmm. not totally in that place. Of no, being we're able not. To, like,
1: and we're not. And that's why it's so funny because the roles. Now that I haven't played straight roles, but since I've come out, my roles have definitely changed like the things we get offers for the things it all shifts. Cause yeah. I was like, if we're going to do this, we're doing it because what was so important to me is what James taught me, which was like, you got to think of the kid that's watching, that's seeing you. And he's going to feel, he's going to feel seen. You got to think of these kids. You got to think of the young queer people that are going to look up to him and be like, Oh, okay. That's what love looks like. That's what I want my love to look like. Cause what did we have when we were growing up? Like we had Jack McFarlane, like that was like as close to like watching something when I was 20. that was. You know, a gay person. And we didn't get to watch him be in love. We just got to watch we him, got, right. yeah. entertain he, us. Entertain they, us. No one showed us trip yeah. on a for trip him. on a you know, trip on a broomstick and like fall out the door. Like we never got to see him <laughs> yeah. fall for trip someone. Trip on a broomstick and, like, is court.
0: right. Yeah.
1: Right? Well, and so it's just that's what when we came out, we made the decision. I would I was like, I'm gonna just live my life publicly. And I never like the people in my life, I want to go back and say this, the people in my life that knew me knew I was gay. I never like hid it from every single person it wasn't it was just in the media we just don't talk about it it wasn't mm-hmm. like oh no one knew i was gay tons of people knew i was gay my friends my family and I, it wasn't that i wasn't sure of who i was i knew that i had to play the game if i wanted to work so and was there's that an interesting to- wait hold on there's an interesting thing i really want to touch on which no one thinks about either because it's very we're going down a niche so have your every, every any listener that's still here that hasn't turned me off great thank you um But here's the thing. What about the group of gay, the group of queer actors that were in my position where they were told we can't do this? Then they keep working, keep working, keep working. All of a sudden, Ryan Murphy and Glee and that whole movement happens and everyone's like, it's cool now. Like, it's cool to be gay. Like, come on out. And all the new generation, there are actors that are already out and just living their lives. And then you have my generation, who's like kind of sitting here with our ass in our hand going, uh, wait, we were told we we're not allowed to do this, but now we're allowed. to Wait, we don't know what to do because we told everyone we, we weren't. And now you're saying it's OK for us to tell everyone we are. That screws with you and makes you a crazy person because it it's such a like you get so much anger towards the industry you get so much anger towards I can't believe I never did this sooner you get there's so many emotions that happen where you're like wait now it's okay you've made mm-hmm. us live this sheltered like fraction of who we are to the public for uh, decades and now you're just like yeah it's cool come on out like no like you know what I mean so you it makes you really frustrated as you can imagine
0: well I can't imagine I mean I was I was going to ask you if it was a lot to lose in terms of giving up um, being positioned one way and then ending ending up being positioned a different way. But I, you can answer that if you want to, but I also feel like what you just said is, I mean, what, what, what have, just because, you know, I know there are, have to be listeners it's it's not this is not specific to um industry it might be it might be somewhat specific to generation and i'm sure there are listeners who have had the same experience that you've had and they're like a lawyer or they work in marketing Mm -hmm. or whatever and have not put photos of their loved ones on their desks mm-hmm. at work, and then oh yeah, like, we know. People now like there's that. a absolutely you know now there's like a 24 year old person that gets hired, and that person is out as a part of their you know introduction to the company. I'm just like I just this is the type of stuff that I know many people deal with. So I'm wondering for those folks, you know, if you have any thing to share about like how you deal with that lost time, you know, in in your for, for both of you, how you reckon James. with that?
2: Well, I think, first off, the reason we just share our stories in general is to say you're not alone. Because mm-hmm. how many times as queer people in our life do we feel alone? So I was like, if you have a moment to just share your story and tell people something that makes them feel not alone, then do it. Um, we do, we still have friends like that in other parts of the country that have gone through exactly what you said. And it's, it's one of those things, it, it does, it feels, like, it feels like there's a lot of try to make up for lost time. Um, it feels like, I think that's why we are just so loud and proud about so much stuff. I remember when I finally professionally was like, listen, I'm out and I'm not like, I mean, at the time I was singing in shows in Vegas, like half naked on stage hosting the Chippendales. And I was just like, I'm not, I I know what this is supposed to be, but like, I'm not going to play this game because it, I just can't tell, you know, when you get to like the efforts and you're just like, mm, nope, effort. Mm, I was like, listen, you're going to figure out how to have a get Chippendale. And that's what we're going to do. And thank God they had a wonderful publicist, Michael Caprio, who made it all happen. Now it's a thing you can be gay as you want and Chippendales. Nobody cares. Um, It's great. It's wonderful. But, you know, that had to happen. But that was when the efforts happened for me. And it might be different for Jonathan. But like, I would say, like, if you're in that spot, like, just go ahead and get the efforts and be like, you know what? This is my baby. Here's a very appealing thing. Yeah, the, like just that. just go for it. <laughs> and sure. if somebody doesn't want to be a part of your life or they want to treat you different for it, it's okay because we do have the new 24-year-old that was brought on that's gonna be like, oh my gosh, I love gay Uncle Greg at the office. Like go for yeah. it and, and just find your tribe, find your people. And maybe your people's gonna shift, but your people's gonna shift to people that actually love and appreciate you for you versus who you had to pretend to be. And it sucks. We had to do it. And I'm so thankful that more and more kids these days aren't having to but it's just a fact of what it was. It sucked. It happened. But like, we got to start living our life now. Like, like the don't, like the more time you waste, the even more time you're giving to those people that kept you so small and so secret. Like, don't give them any more time.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I relate to that. I mean, not necessarily for, for different reasons, but I relate to the idea of like, Hey man, life is not perfect. And you know, I think I, I think I feel a little bit that way about, um, Like having, like having been divorced, I think that that can feel a little bit like, uh, not wasted time. That's not the right word, but it's like, oh, that was, that, that was, you know, because we value relationships based on what they build in, in our culture, not like based on whether or not they were ever good. I think that there's something about something like that that can feel very much like, so all of that time and nothing to show for it. Um, but I don't know that that is a very helpful place for me to stay in versus looking at all the things that I did learn and, and the ways that that did change me, even if it even even when even when the there are parts of that reality that are not ideal. I just is I'm relating to what you're saying from that. Well, let
2: me tell you something that about experience. that. You sit here and you try to find like, oh, man, I feel like I wasted those years. I was in an abusive relationship, and I stayed way too long. And there are so many shoulda, coulda, wouldas that I can look back at and think, oh, man, I missed this, this, this. And I do sometimes apologize to Jonathan. I'm like, baby, I'm sorry. I didn't meet you 10 years ago when I was in my, my prom. Because uh. I see some photos, <laughs> and
1: I'm like, why didn't I get that one?
2: <laughs> but I can look at, like, I was like, man, I wasted those years of my life. I wasted You call me good years, right? I wasted <laughs> the good years. And I could get there and just get myself so beat up sometimes over it. And then I finally just started looking back. I was like, man, though, but if I was writing a book on my life, I made some really cool chapters that made people think, oh, is he going to get out? Is he going to survive? How's this going to end? So I made some really cool, adventurous chapters that I learned a lot from, just like you touched on. We learned from those and those adventurous chapters happened. And they did, and it makes my book cooler. My book's more interesting, and so you know what, we, we made the book better, and and I just look at it that way.
1: And the way I look at it is, you know, when it comes to when it comes to this type people that are might be you know a banker or just have a job that isn't an actor that are in those positions like I was in, I started look, I started approaching my life the way I in auditions the same way. When I came out, I'm like, what are they going to do? Hire me less. Like, what are you going to do? Fire me? Like when I go in for auditions, I'm like, I would get so nervous. Like, what if they find out I'm gay? What if this happens? And then you just get a case of the efforts and you're like, what, what, what are you going to do? Fire me? I don't even have the job yet. Like, so, so, oh, you're going to hire someone else. Go ahead. You haven't hired me in the past five years for this gig. You're not like this show that I've gone out a hundred auditions for. Like, maybe this will be the one where you're like, oh, we love that. He's gay. Let's use them. Like, so I just get a case of the, what are they going to do? Fire me? Mentality, and you know, you, it really helps. But phone. we have to talk about. I want to talk about the <laughs> yes, ring because this, like this is
0: where I was just transition. It transition. Show me. Show me your transition.
1: transition. Go. Go.
0: Well, there's something that we definitely need to talk about before we send you back into your day, which is this ring that that y'all are. I think you have it on your hands. Do you have it on your hands? Of uh,
2: course, well, yeah, we got of it. Of course, you know, take thing out. You can see the little bling there on the zoom. Can you see it? <laughs> Yeah, I can um, absolutely. Tell I, me, tell me about this. So stinking proud of this because again, we talk about like those moments of like visibility and trying to change it for you know the next generation. Try to change it just for the next person that walks through the door. And I finally like oh, I was a little gay boy. You just always dream of finding that man that you're going to marry, like and and having that feeling and knowing that's the one, right? And so. <laughs> Are you stepping out for this I have part? to pee. Go <laughs> on. Yes. Of course, you got to pee while I'm telling this story Go about on. how much I love you. So I, I, I found him. You know, I found the guy, and I'm so excited to do this. And then I start looking in the age of the Internet for rings. And I'm just like, wow, why is it so impossible for me to find a ring for two guys? And then why can't I find, like, there's no tradition that, that I see anywhere. Like, what, what, what do we do? And it was just a whole thing of, like, I'm so excited, but what do I do? And I was just like, the efforts, right? I was like, I'm going to create something. And it's going to be for us. And this is going to be how we do it. And if this is something that inspires other people, makes them say, hey, I want to do my tradition or I like that tradition, awesome. So I reached out to K Jewelers who. I knew because of social media was very supportive of our community. I had seen them posting not only during pride, but outside of pride and showing support for all different types of couples. And I was like, you know, I want to see if they'll do this ring with me, because my whole thinking this entire time was not only are they supportive and they have a custom jewelry program, but I want to do something that's for the next person that walks through the door. K-jewelers, everybody and their mama knows. Every kiss begins with K. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows K-jewelers, K-jewelers all over the country. It's just a household name, right? So if I can do this with a household name, what are we doing? We're putting something out there that everybody knows of. So I'm hopefully creating a safe space that everybody knows they can go to in our community. And so it was a long process of from I want to design this ring to. This is gonna happen, but what was really cool was I had Kay support the minute I stepped up and said, "Hey, I want to do this." Boom, whole team on the phone. I wrote a song when I proposed for Jonathan. They're on the phone, listening to me as I'm like writing the song. I got this idea for the song. They became like part of my like proposal committee, right? <laughs> and so we did this ring. Originally, it's uh, the whole tradition with it. What I designed was so one side is diamonds, and then you flip it, and the other side is a wedding band. So while we are engaged, the diamonds face out, so the whole world sees that we're engaged. And it's for both of us, because let's be honest, I want to wear a ring too, right? And then at the wedding ceremony, we'll say our vows and then flip the ring so the wedding band faces out. So now the world sees that we're married and the diamonds face us because my life is more beautiful with you in it forever. So it was the whole meaning behind it. There's a tradition, also a ring. And then after I proposed to Jonathan, there were people reaching out. Now, this had been the plan all along, but like people like beat us too, which was really cool. People were reaching out, hey, I want to get that ring that you proposed with. Like, same thing. It was a, um, a guy that reached out and was like, hey, I want to propose to my fiance. And because of you, I know where I can go. And it's a safe space for me to go in and be excited. Because what should happen? As queer people, we should have the same luxury straight people have always had. I want to propose. Cool. Everybody's excited for you. So now I've found yeah. a safe space where so they could go. And so when he reached out and said that, he's like, and I end up going and, like, designing the same ring you did and proposing and oh my gosh, that, that just like hit my heart so hard. And I was like, this is it. This is the reason we're doing it. And so from that moment to now, it actually being available for everyone at K.com, not as a special piece, not as a custom order, but as an actual ring that is available from K.com. So people can know where they can go, not only to be safe in that moment, be celebrated in that moment. It just, it means so much to me. It means so much to us. Um, Jonathan likes to take credit for it a little more sometimes no like baby
1: i propose this is, why, this is why i haven't said one I word the I, whole time go on sometimes he's like so we i'm like we i did um, nothing i but, showed up and said yes
2: but then afterwards he's been a part of this whole thing of getting it in and like it's just been like i can't even tell you what it means because now when you search like just a simple search online like wedding band for two guys same sex wedding band wedding band tradition whatever like this is something that comes up and whether this ring is for you and you rush to K Jewelers to get it to have as part of your special one, which people have done since, and oh my gosh, it feels so good. Or whether it just inspires you to create your own tradition and also inspires you to feel like my love is valid, my love is celebrated and then mission accomplished. Because it's all about the next person that walks through that door. And like I think I I'd, I'd like to think that's what we're doing with a lot of this wedding stuff that we're finding as we go along that there's a lot of space that still needs to be carved out for our community in the wedding space. And we're just trying to use the voice we have to do that the best we can for the next person that walks through the door who hopefully pushes it even further.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I I do, I do hear you that, um, I think it's, I think it's great that you like use the word safety multiple times, because I think that, that that is something that, yeah, when we're talking about like having a legal right to do something, Um, that's different from feeling like going and getting measured for a suit in my case, or for getting a ring. Um, all of this stuff is scary. It's scary. It's scary from haircuts to, to everything. It's all scary. It's all scary when you're doing a different thing. It is, and that's why it's good for us
2: to shout out those places where we are safe and celebrated. Celebrated. And that's what we're doing with our whole wedding. We have a campaign called Safe and Celebrated where we're going to do that because we're experiencing along the way who's for us, who tolerates us, who doesn't allow us, and then who celebrates us. And those people that celebrate Mm -hmm. us, those places that celebrate us, we're going to shout out because we want our other queer brothers and sisters to, to know where they can go. In this moment, that's supposed to be happy from start to finish.
1: And so we'll, we're will we going to be shouting out places where if you are a person that wants to get engaged, everything from your engagement to your honeymoon, you can turn to James and Jonathan and they're going to show you where you can go, where you're not only safe when you walk in, but you're going to walk in and you're going to feel like you're celebrated. Yeah, because we got turned away from that resort that we first thought we were getting
2: married at. What? I didn't didn't think that could happen in 2020 when it happened, but it still does. And so in that moment, I think it really triggered for us of like, let's just go hard on this. Let's go, because listen, we're already used to the people like that want to give you death threats and tell you not to be loud and proud about your love. We're already used to it. So like, cool. Let's just go really hard on this and do the best we can to make as much space in this industry for our people as we can. So 10 years from now, people are just like, wait, that wasn't a thing. Wait, wait, that was an issue. It was an issue to find rings. It was an issue to to have a, a wedding Then you are your haircuts or your tucks or whatever, because it's not now. Exactly. That's called change. And that's all we want to do.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Well, you well, both of you have so much to say, so much awesome stuff to say. And I'm really I'm really happy for you. Congrats. Thank you. On where you're at the year you've had and um, also on love. Which is very very sweet. Thank
2: you sweet. very
1: much. Hey, back at you. Back at you. Oh my god,
0: thank you so much. I also oh my God.
1: Bef- <laughs> look at us. Oh my god. Thank <laughs>
0: you so much. Um before I send you back into your day. There's always a part of the podcast. I want to ask you to shout out a Queero. You could each shout out one. That's, that's like a person, place, or thing that made you it. feel like you can be who you are today. So would you both like to shout out a Queero? Go ahead, James. A person, person
1: <laughs> thing. go ahead, James. Oh, And I'm not, I'm not one of them. So pick someone else. No,
2: you know who I want to shout. It's funny. You know, when someone asks you a question, you can sit here and think, or you can say the first thing that pops go. in your head. Absolutely. And the first thing that pops in my head, you talk about, not getting to be, as members of the queer community, someone that, you know, that is pushed out for, like, sex appeal or whatever else. You know, like, not, not getting to be a person that people put out there to be, like, not a piece of meat, but, like, you know what I'm saying? A
0: piece of meat. Let's say a piece of so meat, yes.
2: So, the person that did that for me, when you said that, asked me, uh, so I sang in shows in Vegas forever, right? And I remember thinking, like, oh, man, like, being out is going to be a serious issue because the lead in half of these shows, like, half of them are topless shows that, the uh, these shows are all about sex and and pushing all that. I, I was like, nobody's going to really give me a chance because I'm being so loud. And this was before the Chippendale stuff or anything had happened. And there's this producer, Doug Johnson, who I call Uncle Doug to this day, that stepped up and was like, I'm going to make you the lead of my shows. You be gay as you want, loud as you want, proud as you want. You are the star of my shows. And allowed me to thrive singing in Vegas shows for 10 years because he took that chance on me to be like, yeah, cool, great, awesome. I want you to be a, you as possible. Go out there and do it, and I'm gonna make you my star. And he's doing that for tons and tons. I just look at now, like all like the younger queer kids he hires, like singers and dancers all over the world and all these shows. And so, like, Doug Johnson, you're my queero. Hey,
0: thanks, wow. Doug. Wow. Thank you, Doug.
2: <laughs> thanks, Without Doug.
1: You. Uh, you're invited to the wedding, Doug. Um, he is, he is. <laughs> Uh, golly. Mm. I think someone that really, you know, one of my queeros is. This is a newer queero, and I'm just going to call him out. Todrick Hall. He's one of my newer queeros because there is no one that I've seen push gender boundaries and uh, identity and everything that's right in the world when it comes to just celebrating the queer li- life is i think just so embodied in all of his music and so i he's one of my he's one of my queeros that i've just gotten to know and gotten to you know become a fan of over the past few years and i just think everything he does is always so loud and done on point and so uh done so so smart and just makes i can only imagine what the little jonathans that are sitting that are you know 15 years old sitting in Ohio are thinking when they get to see his songs and his his lyrics and like what he says in his videos. He's so proud of who he is. And I think that helps other people be proud of who they are.
0: Well, I love that. I love both of these answers. And thank you both so much for being here with me today. Wait, who's thank your queero? Who's I your queero. Know.
1: And it can't be me. Oh, who I else? don't
0: ever shout them out. All right, fine. Uh-huh. Um, Gosh, <laughs> this is not this is want to know. You know what? Today I'll look at the book that's well. I've got a, I've got a zillion. I got a whole podcast full of careers, but right now I'm just looking at this book that's next to me, which is Untamed, written by my friend Glennon Doyle. And I got to see Glennon. She has she had it speaking about years. Glennon had a huge year this last year. She had a number one best selling book on the New York Times bestseller list for like I don't even know how long, like fifty of the fifty two weeks. Um, She's incredible. And I got to see her for dinner a couple weeks ago and just like be people together and have um, a really wonderful conversation. And you know what? I did text her afterwards and tell her that I love her, but why not just also share it on the podcast? There you thanks for being my friend and being there a crew to me. I'm looking at your book right now. Um, uh-huh. Thanks for asking me. Nobody's ever asked. Do you know how many episodes I've done on this show? Over 200. Nobody's ever asked me
1: Um, because who my, my queero is. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I got I, lots of queeros. You so lots no, of thank you so much. No, it's good. It's
2: good to know those because like that could expose, like you just exposed me to someone I wasn't aware of that now could become a queero to me. And like, we need as many queeros as possible because they're the ones changing the world
0: absolutely well you two are adorable and very cool and i can't wait to meet you in person
1: and i can't wait i want all of your hair products yeah send us a link to your hair products thanks